episode of the Point Forward Podcast, the last episode ever of the 2018-2019 regular season. Not ever. One last dance. No, not ever. This is not our last home game. We've got many more to or come. Or is it? Uh, why? Why you got? Why you even got to put that in the atmosphere? I don't know. I want everyone to just treat each episode that we do like it's our last and want listen to it intently. And leave just tons of great reviews. And yeah, I mean, I, I guess I see your point. That's fine. I've just, just I, I we're just such more. hypes. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, thank you everyone for listening. The Buzz Boys. Uh, uh, yeah, man, it's this season has flown by, but has it very clear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dragging its ass like it was, last month. Doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we were starting to do uh, a few pods going into the season, but no, uh, it was, yeah, it the was, last couple of weeks has been a little painful. It's been um, dumb. Everyone wants it over. But should be. Uh, I shut it down be... of watching NBA games when LeBron shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you have on the background right now? Well, it's, yeah, Dwayne Wade's last game. Of course I'm going to watch that. No, I watched a few games here or there. Of course, but of course. Once the playoffs start, I just want I want that to get back. I want to, I want to constantly be watching playoff basketball and no more regular season games. Really, well, it's no more Bulls basketball, no more Lakers takes. Let's just see what it, how if the East is madness and if anyone from the West can take the Warriors to seven games. Yeah, we're not too far away, so we'll definitely be talking about some playoff seeding and what's gonna, what kind of the next couple of days look like and how it might affect the playoff picture. But um, let's uh, let's just start there, man. So we've we're recording on a Tuesday night here. We've got a bunch of games going tonight and a few tomorrow. Only one that matters. Um, and you know for the most part the playoffs are as far as the teams that are going to be included that is for the most part figured out Uh, a lot of changes potentially between teams but if we start in the east which there's definitely less here to unpack bucks have locked up the one seed raptors two sixers three celtics um unless they end up losing out the next two games uh, or they're losing their last game and the Pacers winning their last game. I, I'm thinking they have the tiebreaker even, so I think they're there. And they'll be playing the Pacers. Nets have locked up a playoff seed, and then Magic, Pistons, Hornets, Heat are all kind of duking it out. Pistons are losing pretty bad right now to the Grizz. To a uh, shell of a Grizzlies team. So it, it'll be interesting to see if somehow the Heat can make their way back in it. Uh, losing Josh Richardson certainly didn't help the Heat later. At, at and the, the year, Heat yeah. need to well, the Heat need to win out, and the Pistons need to lose out. Even then, I don't even. Well, no, I think that's game, how it works. Their game, their game back. So I think that yes, they would have to win tonight and tomorrow, and the Pistons uh, to lose to the Grizzlies to lose and the again. Knicks. <laughs> they deserve to miss the playoffs if they do that. I would only feel bad for Blake Griffin, but I would laugh if it just happened. Yeah, I would feel bad for Blake because he was he had a great year, and I'm glad he was healthy. But um, 
I'll so root we, for we, the Pistons once Reggie Jackson's no longer affiliated with them. In our pod last week, we we talked about a lot of these series and how we think it's going to shake out. Um, first first round in the East, which which series do you think is going to be the most fun? The obvious one, I think, is the Celtics and Pacers, but uh, Sixers and Nets, I think, is has. I mean, that would at least be fun. The Nets have been playing well. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? PJ? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, man? <laughs> Can you say it again? <laughs> What's, uh, what first round matchup are you most looking forward to watching? In the East? In the East, uh, for them to all be over. I think it will be a pretty much a one through four. I think it will be. I think the Nets and Sixers could be the most interesting one. Um, I mean, if the Heat ended up making it, I, I think I said that <clears throat> we talked about this last week. But like the Heat would just be kind of a pain to to get through, and would make it a series interesting if they were playing um, someone, but. Uh, I do kind of like the the matchup between the the Nets and and six in the Sixers um, for sure. Um, I don't know if uh, yeah Boston Indiana doesn't. Do, I mean that will probably be the. Eh, I actually don't know. I feel like Boston should just kind of put that that thing make that a, a done deal, um, but maybe we get more Boston drama. They just still can't figure it out at points. But, I mean, they've been playing better the last few weeks. Gordon Hayward seems to maybe be figuring it out. Or it's just a a tribution to other guys not giving a crap and him getting more shots and just, I mean, kind of filling that void right now. Um, We'll see once the playoffs start. But, I mean, there's nothing really in the, the first round of the East that I'm super psyched about. Uh, I definitely think a lot of my attention is going to be more on the West that first round, but um, would very much so. I mean, like to make sure I watch every single game of the second round and and beyond that for the Eastern Conference. I think this is the the unknown is going to be between those top four teams is is, is definitely going to be at least fun. I don't know, you know the basketball wise what it will really be like, but at this point, but I think it's going to be fun. And something we haven't had in that on that side of the NBA for uh, well, probably eight years, <laughs> seven years. Seriously, yep, been a while. I mean, is there something I'm missing? Is there a, a matchup ultra that I should be? I should make sure I have game reminders set up for. No, I mean I. <laughs> I think we're on the same page that where the Western Conference. I think there are there's a lot of. There are going to be a lot of fun games and a lot of fun series to see. Eastern Conference. Some people believe, like, the Celtics have just kind of swung me a little bit lately. They've been playing better. Kyrie's had a great year despite the month and a half, two month stretch where it seemed like he was the cause of a lot of turmoil within the Celtics locker room. And they've, they've been playing better. They're going to get the four seed. Uh, and finish above the Pacers so they'll have home, home court in that series. And I just don't see when the Celtics kind of flip the switch and turn it on, 
uh, how they're going to be able to compete with them. They're, uh, I mean, I, I really like what the Pacers have in their front court. Um, they have some good shooting depth on their team, but the Celtics just are a better defensive team, and they have the best player. Um, and so I, I just think I think that's going to be an, e- an easy series for them. If it went more than five games, I'd be surprised. And Ooh. Uh, Celtics or Nets, you, Nets, Sixers. Go ahead. Oh, I was well. You kind of got my just. Do you think any of these Eastern Conference like? Do you think there's a few of these that will be sweeps, or do you think most of them will? Raptors Magic is gonna be a sweep. If that, yeah, <laughs> that, that I you know if we can find odds for that, we should see what they are because I I do not see you know I will not wise. watch a game of that. That'll, yeah, they will, those I, those will all be on NBA TV. Yes, they better be at least. And um, <laughs> no, they will. Know, they, they that's the a bet best, too. Will these all the, be on NBA TV? Yes. <laughs> the best the best oh, thing that the Magic have going for them is is they're going to be out uh, very quickly. Vucevic and it's you know this is Marcus is going to fuck him up. Yeah, Marcus is just he's a better basketball player. Uh, Nikola Dude. may have had a better year, but Marcus is a better know. basketball player. I want no part of the Magic in the playoffs. I was mad as hell that they were making it. Those bastards for trying so hard. Is there is there a player on that roster that's like, oh, he's fun? Mayor and Gordon, I guess, right? Dude, no. I said this. I, I've, I like think their roster is disgusting. I mean, I have a ton of respect for Steve Clifford for gritting that team to being like competitive i guess but they they suck i've i've watched all of three magic games maybe four and it's them playing the bulls or the just, bucks I've and that's them it. a little i've haven't watched a full game of theirs all season but i've seen a lot i've watched them a lot just because i got Ugh. work and they're the east coast no. game that's on but nope i i any of those er, the early like that the eastern time like first game Whoever's playing the Magic, I will not watch that game. I will watch anything else. I, I, I my, the Hornets are my default uh, team there. Unless they're playing the Magic, then I'll find something else. Ugh. I yeah, I want that to go away real quick. So yeah, I want the hopefully the Raptors do just make that go away quickly. I'll be mad at the Raptors if they don't sweep them. But to expand upon that, so the the Bucks Bucks Pistons. I mean, I think that I think the Bucks are gonna sweep that. Um, if it was Bucks Heat, I'd say no. If it's Bucks Pistons, I think the Bucks will. Even if they're not healthy, they will make quick work of that situation. I agree. I don't see them winning every game against the Heat because the Heat uh, a little bit streakier, really good at home. Um, I, I I don't know. Um, I I agree. I like the Heat better in that situation. If it's the Hornets, it's it's definitely gonna be a sweep, <laughs> and then. Uh, oh, see Nets. the Hornets. I think the Hornets also could. No, nah, dude, the Hornets give the have given the Bucks trouble though. Like the Hornet Kemba could Kemba could just win them a game. Yeah, I I just I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, I could yeah you know, I could see like a game like really it's like with some of the 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 sweep things it's really the 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 game three factor of okay we we win this one or it's. 
the, generally those lower seeds they can win one of those those road games if the the upper the top seed just doesn't really have it or kind of half asses like even the game four sometimes you'll see a good extended just because the the top seed that's up 3-0 thinks the other team's gonna just lay down and die and you have a guy or two that gives gives a crap and is making some shots early and then they they extend it a little longer but um I would. I mean, if it ends up being the Pistons for the Bucks, that's the best case scenario. I didn't think yeah, that was possible a couple of weeks ago. I, I'm that, thank you, I, I guess, but I'm I also mad Pacers that means the Magic Nets, are in. I think the Pacers and Nets uh, both end up pushing those series to five, maybe six games. But I Nets are gonna Nets might not just because of their inexperience, but they also could just be. I mean, the matchup-wise, I think they could, yeah, make that six. I think Indiana, Indiana, Boston could go six or seven if Boston really just doesn't have their shit together, and Indiana. Yeah, I guess if Indiana takes care of business at home, that's really how it happens. They play well at home. Right. Let's move on to the Western Conference because yeah. that's a lot yeah. more fun. Yeah. Uh, so, right now, you know, we've had we've known the eight teams for a while, but Warriors have uh, locked up the one seed. Now it's Nuggets and Rockets, which the Nuggets have two games left. The Rockets have one. Um. So the Nugget Nuggets. <laughs> the Nuggets. Whoa. <laughs> The Nuggets can lock up the two seed if they win tonight. Um, but then Blazers have a couple games up on the the Jazz, who have a couple game up ga- games up on the Thunder. Thunder, Spurs, Clippers are all within a half game of each other. So uh, if the you know I think I it looks like based off of where the teams are right now. This is likely what our matchups are going to be. So you and I should just we're going to talk about it like that's that's this is how things are going to stack up. So if the season ends today, Warriors play the Clippers in the first round. That is not that fun. <laughs> um, Warriors Clippers, Clippers? Have been, no. Yeah, I mean, I like the Clippers four. and the Clippers are have exceeded everybody's expectations. I I think uh, I don't think anyone thought that they were going to be a playoff team. And they're gonna win forty-seven, forty-eight games, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but I mean that's a that's, that's all right, fun, fun regular season, great job. But that helps Doc and some of those guys on that team, like career-wise. But um, that won't. I don't think any of those top three teams the Clippers give trouble to, though. Like no. I, 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 there isn't a matchup where I'm like, oh, the, but I mean, the Clippers are essentially the, the Nets of the West in some ways. Yeah, no, I, that's a good comparison, but that's, but I think the four. Nets, but I would say the Nets at least just are falling into a good matchup. So I'm entertaining the idea of them maybe winning some games and, and although as saying that, like if Philly just get, if Philly comes and, and does what Philly's supposed to do, like they'd sweep that, but um Brooklyn's Brooklyn is like really well coached and they're not gonna like lay down in any game and I don't think the Clippers would either. 
but the talent disparity is just going to be abundantly clear. And after like two games and you kind of figure out what the Clippers are trying to do, it's just going to get harder for them. Yep, so that's going to be a four-game series. Nuggets, Spurs. Uh, you know... <laughs> Seven games of stress in our... our <laughs> poor Deucey. <laughs> Yo, I don't really... That I mean, I, well, I also know I get a lot of like Nuggets stuff fed in because of Deucey into my feed, but uh, yeah, that would just... That won't be we fun. We talked about this a lot last week. You know, if you're the Nuggets and you play, well, you're, it's likely going to be the Spurs or the Thunder. You know, if they can, if the Clippers can somehow overtake the the Spurs and the Spurs go against the Warriors, and you can get the Clippers, you know, I think that's a godsend. Uh, but dang, well, that's too bad. here here's my take on it at this point. If it ends up being Nuggets Spurs, and just knowing, yeah, the Nuggets have owned them in the regular season. I mean, the Spurs have owned the Nuggets in the regular season. But like, I'm of the two mindsets here right now. It's like if. The Nuggets are are going to end up winning that series. Please don't make it seven games. If the Spurs are going to end up winning it, fine. Like just win that in seven games, and and then a lot of people are going to be able to get their jokes off about the Nuggets. Um, but I don't want to have to go through seven games for the Nuggets to to win that. But it it kind of feels to me um, in a similar way to like. The Bucks Celtics last year, um, and it's not a fair comparison as far as the team and everything set up. But it was like the Celtics were obviously not healthy, higher seed. But and it was for me the Bucks. I was like, just go win that damn. Like you have the more talented team. Like just go win that damn series. And went seven games and they lost. I, I just I kind of do have that feeling with the Spurs Nuggets thing of just if it goes seven like. You don't want to go to a, like a single elimination game against Pop. Yeah, the big difference though is that the Nuggets are great at home and they have home court. Well, that's, that's huge for them. They're but you know, five hundred team on the road. They're thirty three and seventeen at home. Yeah, I like do I get that, but in like all of the the Nuggets point, I just would really, I'd be fearful of what the the Spurs have to deploy against like Jokic and just uh, over a series like. In general, the, dip, the yeah, I mean, the biggest difference between a regular season like performance and a playoff thing is that you're playing the same team over and over, and their ability to game plan and in in some ways, I mean, depending on, on your team, I mean, they can they can eliminate and they're going to take away some of those things you did best, um, and then what you can execute in a single game, you know, in the regular season, they're not going to let you do that every night in a playoff series. Um, and I'm really interested to see like what a, a series, um, how, how the, whoever the Nuggets end up playing, like how they, they end up the decision of, is it a, we let Jokic try to beat us or do we, how do we stop Jokic and let someone else beat us? Which I think is probably what teams are going to try to do <laughs> is let's not let Jokic, impact this game as much as possible and let's let Jamal Murray or Gary Harris take over and try to win it or something. Um, and Pop's the perfect coach to probably put them in the most vulnerable situation to have to deal with that. 
Uh, so, yeah, you don't want that. But I also don't really want to have to go through like a long series of the Nuggets that are going to end up winning. It would just be cool if they could at least answer there and don't um, become the, the Twitter prophet of the Toronto Raptors and, and Atlanta Hawks of old. Right. Um, <laughs> I. Uh... What are you saying about Ducey? Because I do. I hope. Hopefully, yes, we can get Ducey on. Because I'm just like I'm just. Cause... I can just so much see him going down to San Antonio with it being three two, the Spurs in favor, and just stressing out. I'm just. I, that's honestly. That's I, that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, the Nuggets. Whoa. Though, Whoa. What? Whoa. We have to stop everything. What's up? Holy fuck. Magic Johnson is conducting an impromptu press conference and just stepped down as Lakers president. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, everything stops. Breaking news. Well. Holy shit. There's... What a shit show. LeBron, acting the, president of basketball. On, is this coming on Twitter? Yeah. B.A. Brad Turner um, from the L.A. Times just tweeted it. And Woj just tweeted it. Uh, or Tim Bond. Holy shit. Well, um, I hope it is not health-related. I don't think it is. <laughs> he did say if he couldn't bring two superstars that he would he would quit. Um, so that maybe the Lakers aren't getting a second superstar. That or Jeannie Buss said, I'm going to fire can't... you, but I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'll give you the chance to step down. There's no way. No, There's I bet definitely it's definitely a way. There's no way she's firing Magic. I bet it's more that, if anything, I could see it being Magic wanting to fire Luke and Jeannie not wanting, saying, no, you can't fire him, make it work, and give him the two, like, you know what I mean? I, I think yeah. it's more of that than anything. I would be, I mean, Magic's, but I mean, that would be, if Jeannie Buss fired him also, it wouldn't be a good look for her, <laughs> like... If her stance is, if her stance is, uh, you can't fire Luke, but we need to be in the playoff. We need to be in the Western Conference Finals something next year. And Magic goes, I need to fire Luke, and yeah. So does this mean it? Does this mean make it more likely that Luke stays or leaves? Ah, uh, I feel like this is good for Luke. It's probably good for him. Because one of the stories that came out in the last day or so was he hasn't had conversations with the front office in the last few weeks. With Magic in like three weeks, yeah. Though and I it mean, makes sense as to why that would be if Magic knew he was on the way out. <laughs> so that's good for well, Luke. Or vice versa. I mean, maybe it was just an impasse of someone's got to go and Jeannie didn't want to fire Luke. And But I would be shocked if... Genie, genie choosing Magic or Luke over Magic would be something. I mean, maybe it's. I don't know. 
I don't. Man, she's like, I got you, LeBron. I can't do anything else. Um, I mean, ultimately, like, I mean, I'm not seeing like Rob Polinka's gone. So I mean, he's still GM. I mean, he's still. There's there's gonna be some more information coming out from this. For but sure. like Jeannie Buss has said, like multiple times, like her, like you know, besides obviously her and her brother, like she's like you know, Magic's like a brother. Like it's very much like. Magic Johnson was an adopted son of of Jerry Bust, so I mean they have a very mutual. Grand Genie Bust also ousted her own brother from the organization just a few years ago. Um, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like, wow! What an ultimate failure! Then this really is. I mean, but I mean, there's going to be Magic Johnson just says. Genie doesn't know I'm standing here. Oh, so he's just up and done. What? Now I'm concerned that it might be uh, health related. Dude. All right, let's continue talking. Let's see if we get some information here as we're recording. Because otherwise we're just throwing out a bunch of crap that's going to get made. So let's see. We will, um, but yeah, everyone that's we'll, listening, we'll talk about that more once. Once, hopefully, we get some details. But let's see if we get something from this press conference here. But uh, we can close out with that. But um, so here, here's two... something. Magic says that his position doesn't allow him to be a statesman of the game of basketball. He says he wants to go back to his wonderful life away from this position. I was happier when I wasn't president of the Lakers. Dude. So ho- hopefully it's just a personal choice, and that I mean, there's a lot of scrutiny coming along with the position that he's in, as there should be. But he brought LeBron to LA, or LeBron brought himself to LA and gave Magic a gift, and they really squandered it the, this first season. And Dude. maybe he just he wants to take a step away and figure out what his next basketball step is going to be. Which he says he couldn't not. Basic. So this is the other. So Chris Hayes said, Ben Johnson says he likes to be free to congratulate players such as Russell Westbrook when he hits the twenty 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 mark, which we'll get to later. Um, says he couldn't be himself and he hasn't informed Jeannie Bus yet. All she knows now. <laughs> what? Jesus. So he's using like the I couldn't tamper freely. So Jeannie Bus doesn't know. That's crazy to me. He just knew she would like convince him not to do it. I wonder. I. He's Magic says he hasn't told Genie Bus. I couldn't do it, dude. This is wild. I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, you don't have to tell me anything, but like, here's the issue. I mean, like. Rob Polinka's probably. Yeah, Rob Polinka might be out. Uh, Magic says the decision was not over Luke Wallen's job status. Says making this announcement, which Genie Bus is not aware of yet, is monkey off my back. I mean, man, the only thing I'm gonna say is, and I, there was because Magic kind of coming into this was was a bit of a coup. In like just upheaval of the organization, I had just yeah, Gene Bus brother leaves. 
Mitch Kupchak is fired. I can't argue justification behind that. Like, I mean, he right. he had yeah hadn't done a great job the last few years of the organization. Um, but for Magic to basically be like use his, I guess stock is going to be or just um, overall yeah overall stock and like reputation of that organization to try to take it over and then just after a few years be like. Oh damn, this isn't great. Um, <laughs> like I don't like this. Like that's kind of, it's kind of a little bit of a selfish move, Magic. I mean, I was never like sold on him as like this big basketball like czar understanding and like being able to run an organization. I just thought he was really good with players and was going to bring the players that the Lakers ultimately need, like LeBron and, and then some other superstars along to, like, make it work, um, which he's kind of, yeah, I guess, failed at or they just underestimated. Um, real question now is what was more successful of Lake, of the two positions Magic's held post the Lakers career? Was he a more successful GM or more successful basketball, president of basketball operations or as a coach? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. What is, is I mean, be... is this good for LeBron? I don't think it matters. LeBron gets to do whatever he wants. No, so like, here's the situation I'm just thinking about right now. There's a certain GM that LeBron had a very good relationship with that currently uh, doesn't have a job in David Griffith. Like, if you brought Griffin, I mean, would that be good for LeBron? And and like they would be able to figure out a way to make this this thing work, or I mean, Pat Riley was Pat Riley going to leave the Heat and come to the <laughs> come Lakers? Back. If there was one place he would leave the Heat for, you think it would be the Lakers? But yeah, and then bring Spo with him. Now that it's one last dance for everyone in Miami tonight, folks. Dude, I mean that's a very bold and fun prediction, but I think the Griffin option is more likely to happen. I think it's the first time we've gotten to have breaking news happen while we're recording of this magnitude. Yo, honestly, they they should just announce LeBron as the GM. This is the perfect. Yeah, you can't do that. Obviously, can't do that. It's not. Are there rules against that? Yeah. All right, there's rules against like being a player coach. So yeah, there's rules against because essentially like there's rules that like they could since like GMs and coaches aren't held to cap standards. Like you could lowball LeBron as a player to have more cap room and then just pay him like fifty million dollars to be the GM. He could take like a million dollars as a salary against the, as a million one million dollar salary. Or the you know vet minimum or whatever, and then he gets a hundred million dollars to be the GM. Makes sense. Yep, makes sense. Pistons, Pistons <laughs> the, are now up two points in the fourth quarter, by the way. But let's PJ, let's let's get back on track. The yeah, Lakers, gonna, there will, there will be stories about this. this. There's going to be more information. That well, comes we out need to have our this. ultra. This is the first, one of the first times we've gotten to have live reaction to this. We got to do it. I'll, right. I'll keep I monitoring. Just, like, Keep keep the train rolling. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep monitoring. I guess real quick, and you can disagree with this, but 
to me when it comes to front office stuff especially with a team that has lebron on it i just i guess i just don't i don't i don't think it carries that much weight because well we we have said it dozens and dozens of times on this pod that we that lebron is in many cases the maybe not the mastermind but in many ways uh driving conversations to move and acquire different players so if all of a sudden magic leaves like is that gonna it might change what the lakers could do in the post lebron era but i don't think that it changes a ton what the lakers are gonna do this off season and in the next three off seasons while lebron is there I think it because I think the in general, this began and the whole thing behind this was that Magic and LeBron together were going to be able to attract the superstar and bring another. You know, we're, we're going to be able to do this together, and they were as a team going to pitch this. Um, I mean, LeBron talked a ton when he joined the Lakers about Magic and just like how they were. They viewed the game of basketball and everything together. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot to why there's been this, like, kind of pushback of, like, playing with LeBron that we've seen this year at least and just to some things, like, not going well. There's a lot of reasons for that. But um, I don't know if it – you know, and it very well could be you could make the argument, and I'm fine with it, is that, like, Magic and Rob Palenka running the front office didn't know how to handle the AD situation and were, like, managing and thought they could just, like, make these demands and basically speak these... The, the Whether it's Paul George, it's Anthony Davis, they just thought they could speak this into existence, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to make the argument that, no, I, you need a seasoned front office exec in there that's knows how to do this and knows you know maybe where to call bs and like whatever like that's fair but i don't necessarily think that's what lebron was signing up for and that wasn't what the plan was here um by all indications otherwise like what the hell but i mean this is it's not that you're starting at step one but like you either have to blow everything else up or you have to like figure out so it's just like the pieces aren't connected you're you're chasing one thing with another so it's like if he's doing this you got to figure out everything and like it's it, you got to clean slate or do something now um cuz you can't be halfway through this lebron era like just like we can't be this time next year, and it's like, well, now they have everything in place to do the moves. Like, no, they need to be making those moves now. So, it, whatever that takes, and whoever they bring in. But if Genie Bus doesn't know, man, like, holy shit, like that's there. I mean, they're that's I mean, they're I, taking I, they're taking two steps back before they can take I a step like forward. I don't. I eat up everything Zach Lowe says, so I'll throw that as a caveat to this. But like something he talked about in his podcast last week uh, was how broke broken the culture was at the Lakers, um, which falls on Magic, yeah. And it this just makes a lot of sense with that, right? Is that there's there's such it's not just a top to bottom issue; 
it is an issue between everyone at the top and that's a red flag like that's that's not good that does not bode well for the lakers and the fact that magic would you know he didn't have to say that stuff he didn't have to say that this was going to come as a surprise to genie and he hadn't had conversations with her that is that's gonna cause some problems with their relationship i'm sure because that makes makes it look like the lakers don't know what they're doing i don't know if they do man i mean so what if you bring in someone else that's like i don't want to i'm not here for the lebron thing and they like, they want to trade lebron like <laughs> like i mean there is i mean if anything like this is the this is now it's on yet yeah, genie bus to be like all right like Yeah, you gotta oh, figure something yo, out. You gotta So Woj So Woj where's Woj Bomb? Hang on. So Woj just tweeted Lakers coaching staff. Alright, so since taking over as president of the Lakers, Ned Johnson never fully committed to the job. Often he was traveling away from the team. His office hours were limited. He didn't do a lot of scouting. Running the NBA team takes a tremendous commitment of time and energy. Lakers coaching staff fully expect to be fired in hours after the final game of the season. They had believed they were gone for months. Now, Magic quits in public, says he's too scared to tell Genie face-to-face. What an embarrassing episode for a historic franchise. All from Woj. Yeah, it is an absolute nightmare. They have no alignment top to bottom. And... The fact that the league's most, the mo- the active player with the most clout in the NBA is on that team, and this is what's going on, is honestly unprecedented and absolutely insane. Uh, if you think about, it, like, you and I and most NBA fans, like, game to game is obviously amazing and has gotten so much better now that you have league pass and games are so easy to watch on a night to night basis you can catch anything and then every off season like that it is a 12 month sport uh that is gaining in popularity that uh there are constant arguments uh, amongst multiple different outlets of what lebron means and what the league means and how great this league is and the first or second most important franchise in NBA history is a fucking laughing stock right now. Uh, and the best player in the last decade and a half is on that team is crazy. It is, this is nuts. I'm uh, glad you're finally this, acknowledging the situation we're in right now. Ultra. This, like, you're just like, all right, let's keep moving. I'm like, dude, this well, no, is. No, 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 no. I, I just, I didn't want to like where you were going with it was, Hey, let's let's see really what this means uh, before we try to go anywhere with it. Which is, I think, is I agree with that um, because the, I didn't want this. You know, let's let's talk about what this means for Magic if it's he has to step away because of his family or because of uh, you know he's diagnosed with HIV. If something was going on there, like wait, whatever. he's diagnosed with HIV, <laughs> and if something was going on there, yeah, I, that's a different conversation. But it sounds like. The Lakers hired a an ex player, an ex 
or a Hall of Famer to run their front office that was also invested in the Dodgers and all kinds of things. And yeah, he's a. I mean, Magic's a great businessman, but I never. He absolutely is. There yeah. is nothing. Even when he got hired, there's nothing about him that said like, "Oh, this guy." Like, no one ever really like staked their name to say this guy could run a basketball operation. And hiring Kobe's former like Rob Palenka too, like it. No. Which hey, that that's okay if your presence in the front office brings big names in free agency, right? But, but they they got LeBron, and that what I you know. Do you think that if Magic hadn't been there, that anything would have happened differently? Because I don't. I mean, I think LeBron's going there if Magic's there or if Magic's not. I don't think Magic had anything to do with it. Magic was there, so they That's could star number two and three. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but I thought with, with Magic I thought with Magic there, I think LeBron maybe thought, I'm going to go there. Because um, really, like all my, my head's going to right now is the idea of like Pat Riley's you know, pitch for all of this and like reason he got the big three together was like, you know, he put his rings down and said like, we're, I'm about these. And, you know, I, I wonder if LeBron thought like, Oh, I can do that with a more likable, like, you know, someone that almost used me as a peer more than, you know, Pat Riley is basketball czar. And then I'm, you know, kind of below him. I'm a tier below of like, I'm, I'm, you know, the represent the players, and like I'm getting, I'm a part of the brain trust, but I'm not an equal in it. Um, you know, I'm still being kind of told of things, and and you know, between Cleveland and I think with this was like, oh, but I've now got like between Magic and I, we can pitch these guys to come here and play and invest in this, and it didn't work. Um, I can't get over the fact though that like. It essentially feels like, yeah, Magic took a job and was like, oh, yeah, this would be cool. And, like, I can just walk in and say I'm Magic Johnson and, like, be the same personality and just do all the same things he's been doing, you know, his entire career. And he's super likable and, um, you know, beloved by so many people. And I just think he thought, like, that alone was going to be able to make all this happen. And, uh you know, it's not that easy. It just it almost feels like they were trying to play front office rather than actually be a front office. And um, I just don't know, like, so if the move is still, like, you have to double down with LeBron part, but, like, who is that? Because they clearly don't – they're not going to have a list of people. And it's, you know, you fi- I think you have to let everyone go. And then you just have to f- – Genie Bus has got to find someone that's going to – commit to either her plan or a plan or something action but well they need to she needs to find she needs to hire a gm and a coach but rob link is still yeah rob link is still there man that are going to be in alignment well but you do that you do that top down you find your yeah president you find your you know gm president whatever it is but you find the top person then it's like but they have to have full empowerment to do whatever they want. Which, by the way, if we this goes back to Pat Riley, because right. he's gonna be, he would be the guy. Um, right. You know, pop, pop. While he's not a GM, and you know he would, 
he would be a guy you'd be willing to give the reins like that to, but he's not How much the Spurs. Or Jerry West <laughs> steals and Jerry J- West from Jerry the Lake West the Clippers. With the Clippers, that would be wild. Uh, yeah. but I don't see it happening. I mean, ooh, what if she brought Phil in and then they just trade LeBron? <laughs> well, uh I think that if she brought Phil in, there could be multiple reasons behind that, right? All right. They're getting back together. That was, yeah, <laughs> baby. Saying. Um saying. Yeah, man. I'm, like, trying to rattle my brain. And I have, like, someone I could pitch and say, like, run this run this thing. I mean, I, I literally don't know who would take on, like, this. The job is almost too big for anyone other than who we just said. Right? Yo. Genie. PJ and I, you know, we're flexible. I don't want that job. Fuck no, man. <laughs> I don't want that shit. I don't want to have to take the VAR's calls. We can trade Lonzo, bro. I guess. I don't want that job. Nah, I'm good on that one. I, I, if I'm going to take a job, I'm taking the Bulls job. Wow. I know I'll have. I'll be pretty secure there. I can fuck. I I can fuck up a lot less than the they the Gar Gar packs have. Truly a hometown kid. Um, yeah. Real quick, look. We Speaking of that, yeah, definitely Gar Packs. Grunfeld's gone. There's nothing stopping the Bulls from being the worst front office right now in basketball. They are there. We've arrived, baby. <laughs> Just to get my – couldn't get this episode done without getting a little Bulls in there, folks. So it's looking like – so they are going to finish this season 22-58, and 58, possibly 22-60. and 60. They're – they're not gonna. The Cavs and Knicks are gonna finish worse. Are you pivoting to my Bulls thing right now? And the Suns are gonna finish worse, so they are gonna have the fourth best odds at Zion, which I think because of the new lottery odds, they will have. They'll have equal odds to get Zion. No, Is that right? No, it's the top three have equal odds. The fourth has like a. It's like fourteen percent. Hey, the that ain't bad. For the the fourth team has like 12 and a half or something but like how the math and everything works out like their likelihood that they'll end up with like the six pick is like a really high outcome with all the probabilities and stuff which almost feels like what will be happen like they'll basically like the this restructuring made it that there's more teams that will have the opportunity to get the one but there's a lot more flexibility like in the order two of uh kind of skewing it so yeah the bulls can have like the sixth pick and if they got that basically if i if I, the bulls can in the top three great take ja rj or zion their one obviously takes zion and then figure out the roster from there um honestly if they're out of that like i would even you know maybe four you you stick around and see what happens but I wouldn't. I would want the Bulls to trade the pick if they're outside of those the top four. Well, they're gonna have a shot. But any other notes on the Bulls? Because I, I want to hit. I'm so I happy they're hit. fucking done. I'm just. I'm just <laughs> glad this. The this. They've been fielding two G League teams now. Their first franchise in basketball history to do that. Um. Yeah, I'm just so sick of that. I'm just sick of seeing Jim Boylan quotes. I want him to go away. He was like. I'm bummed the seasons. I'm having fun. I'm like, I'm not having fun watching your team. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of whatever. I mean, Robin Lopez had a nice moment on his birthday. Your doppelgangers had a couple 
couple moments here and there, but yeah, this bowl season has sucked. Uh, of a rebuild, like good. this is, this has been the least ideal second season I could have asked for. Um, Fred started this season as the head coach for the Bulls. Yeah, now he's so ending it as this, the head coach of Nebraska. I said, this, I said this season went fast, and when I say stuff like that, it doesn't seem like it went that fast. It no, dude, like... it's been long, man. Dude, I'll be <laughs> honest, man. I, I've been dying since January. Like it's been mid. I've just like had so many bummer moments with them. Like I, I have hated every moment of the Bulls since that. And like, there's nothing that. And yeah, maybe it's just that I'm that much of a Fred Homer that that's just like what we're at. Like I just had decided it, but it is there's been like very there was a couple Larry spurts with like this season has just sucked for them. I'm so happy they're done. But the thing that sucks even more is it's like oh we're gonna just do this again. If I knew like if I knew like. John Paxman was going to impromptu announce he was stepping down from president of basketball operations. It'd be great. Maybe something happens. Like maybe they change I all think, this. But... I think we'd be hearing some bottles popping in the background. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, don't even. <laughs> but like, I don't even hate John Paxson. I just don't want Gar Foreman there. I would want like John Paxson to take a step back again and like have an adequate GM, but. He can't, and it's like, it's... it's John Paxson is being forced to do a job he thought he was done doing 10 years ago, and he also is hamstrung that he can't fire the a guy that's tied to the ownership, and, I mean, he created this mess, and he just doesn't, you know, it's... He's a sourpuss that's pissed about it, and then, like, he's, they're just ruining basketball but i mean ernie grunfeld got fired so i mean anything's possible at some point uh i'm not gonna hold my breath that i think it's gonna be at this stage like if unless they get the number one pick and these will probably be the last bulls thoughts we have until the draft um it's like unless they get the number one pick there is like zero doubt and like I have I have zero faith that this ends up like in anything of like a, a championship type of talk for probably like seven, eight years, man. Like uh, legitimately. Or maybe ten. I'd even say like ten, ten years. Zion. If you get Zion, that changes things. Like yeah, yeah, get, for sure. But then you need if a, you if you have Zion and Carter and Lori, like your front court is stacked. But and then you and then you need to figure out how you're going to fill those other pieces through free agency, and that's you, where things get a little tricky. Well, but the thing is, though, if they get Zion, it automatically becomes players are going to want to play with him, and therefore you need to get rid of the coach. Who The Athletic did a, a anonymous players poll, and uh, they asked one of the questions was, uh, coaches other than your own that you would least like to play for. Number one was Tom Thibodeau. So shout out that. <laughs> Number Jesus. two was Jim Boylan. So Tibbs Light is truly <laughs> holding to his name. This is a sad podcast. <laughs> uh, Damn. On a, on a positive note of coaches you'd want to play for, Fred got two votes. So suck it. Suck it, wow. Garpax. Yeah. Brand still, we're still, we're not dead. What's dead may never die, buddy. Speaking of, let's um, 
I want to talk drones. Uh, yeah, that, let's do it. That, that comes back this Sunday. Let's do it. I have, this has I'm been not, an up and down podcast. Yeah, this, been a, you know, this has been our own thrones. The, we skipped one of the or a few of the Western Conference matchups, but like we'll talk about them next week. This is we'll, we'll try to get Deuce on and talk um, about them next week. So you know, I'm very nervous going into this last season. I didn't Why? love season seven. You oh, talking about quality wise. I think that it's just there's some ridiculous parts of season seven that really mess with me that I'm not okay with. So I haven't gone through season seven. I'm like in the I'm so I've been doing a uh, uh, Tyrion best of rewatch, which has been incredible. Um, hit me up somewhere on the social media, or if you got my personal info, I can tell you what what I did. If you want to relive that, and yeah, not very much time. Also, there's like a See the writer of Thrones that like listed off the twenty one episodes to watch. Uh, yet, like it came out yesterday or something. Like, thanks, man. Thanks for telling us those a week before. Could have used those like last month. Like the twenty one essential episodes to get ready like, for season. Yeah, eight. unfortunately, I don't have one entire day to dedicate to watching that show in the next four days. Yeah, sure. I'll just take up my Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night just to do this to watch your show. Yeah, no. I mean, I might be able to, man. I might be snowed in. So yeah, we don't that's... want that. We don't want that, buddy. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, we, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so you and I, I think, have talked about that this on the pod before, um, but the whole spoiler alert here obviously so if you're listening to this have not or not caught up with thrones like this is probably the time to, to tune out but the part of last season of, of the whole narrative of them going to get the white to bring back just completely fucked season or episodes six and seven for me and it's so stupid and it's yeah. tough for it's just so stupid and unlike so the rest of the series so my sell on the whole thing is that and and kind of my defense is one I didn't really mind season seven at all. Well, um, it's fun. It's fun and it's entertaining. Yeah. It wasn't but it felt like its own it seems it seemed like seasons one through six were all made by the same uh well, they the were same still the- directors, producers, actors, but then season seven was just like its own thing. Well, and season six still was like somewhat based around like I think stuff they had from George R. R. Martin, and like <laughs> I mean they still had like a kind of a, a framework. And seven, they were kind of. In my mind, seven was just that they wanted the moment of we'll we'll do one more spoiler alert. You're you're not completely done with the rewatch to get there to up to speed on everything, but like, um, but I do think like they wanted to end. They knew how they wanted to end that season with the with the White Walkers coming across the wall, with the dragon burning down. Uh, it's Viserion, right? Viserion's mm-hmm. the one that is yeah, because Aegon and no, know. it's it's Drogon and and Rhaegar and Rhaegar's thank yeah. you, sorry. Um, they're still on alive. So yeah, Viserion, the undead Viserion, like tearing down the wall with his fire ice 
whatever. Um, I think they had that moment of like the wall coming down, and they were just like, "All right, here's where we're at based we, on everything. How do we get there? How do we get there? Whatever we have to do, and like, here's and I think it's more too like, here's what we want to do for the last season. Here's how we have everyone in place. All right, how do we get every all these people these people aligned and like everyone in this spot so we can start the season this way, which has been my whole thing. I mean, granted, they might not, and they just, like, whatever, and, like, they're just kind of clumping it together and trying to get to something else, but it kind of felt like, to me, like, seven was, like, a season where we know how we want to end it, but where things are at, we got to do it, and we got to kind of get, it's got to get a little bit messy and maybe flow outside of what we've been doing for the other six, and you know, it's, it's setting it up. I mean, it's, it is going to be though. Um, I just think from like a TV watching perspective, just not even like the series, but it will be the, um, like a fascinating, just kind of like us as a, a binge watching, you know, society now, like how we consume these shows and stuff. Like we're all going to stop everything we're doing and watch this thing like together in yeah, unison man. it's it is awesome and i can't wait for it and um who so who who do you think is gonna be on the throne at the end of the year well do i also think we will have to do some some recaps of some episodes during this um during the 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 pods for it along with mm-hmm. nba playoffs and it'll just be pods and it'll be nba playoffs and thrones from like here till june man um it's gonna be great I continuously think it's going to be either everyone's dead or um, is going to be just like a side. I don't think it's going to be like any one of the Starks or Targaryens or Lannisters that is there. You think it's just a complete outlier? Those are kind of the two spots. Now, I mean, maybe it's like if they're not... Because I guess George R. R. Martin told them like how he was going to have it end or something. So, I mean, if they just go off that, cool. And I think that helps my case. But, um, I mean, I, otherwise, if they kind of take it their own way... Like, I could also see it being a situation, though, where it's like maybe you have... Uh, if if John and, and Daenerys end up having a kid, it being like the kid is it, but it's you have like Viseria or uh um Varys and like some of these like those side schemers, like you get whoever's left of those that kind of level of character, like they're entrusted with it. Gone. What? Thank God Littlefinger's gone. Yeah, so no Littlefinger, but like Viserys, um I'm trying to think who else of those. Dude, so I don't I don't agree with you just cuz it's I understand this a lot of the show, a lot of this series is predicated and built on the ability to awe and having no no barriers as to where it will or won't go. Yeah. And that is really cool. It would be uh, um, John Aaron's like, son, but it, but if it ended like that after you've you've built this huge like 
it's easy to look at now that we've kind of we've had the reveal of John's parentage. You know, like that is that was a huge momentous yeah. thing that was like theorized for years, and then for you to confirm it and then end it in like five hours or six hours or seven hours of TV, I just don't see it happening. Uh, so I I think I really do think that it's gonna be john or danny on the throne i think it's gonna be john i don't think Brandon well king so but no i don't think but my other hot so my thing though is if like it's almost like dead the undead win is it's like okay like of all those people like one of them is left living and it's like all right great you get the throne but like the white walkers are everywhere like you know it's like everyone's in King's Landing because it's the last place and everything else is kind of closing in around it. So you think the series may end with the White Walkers about to end civilization as we as they know it? And yeah. Damn. I mean, it, it. I'm not saying that couldn't happen. And that's like Daenerys is on the throne and she's, yeah, whatever. Her dragons are dead and the dead are surrounding the city. Yeah. I mean, that could happen. You're right. Um, and... There has definitely been some foreshadowing as to, you know, if you've been, if you think that this is going to have a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Like that narrative is very, very prevalent in this show. And it wouldn't surprise me if it ended that way. But I I definitely don't think that that's, Um, I think that, I think that the way that this last season is going to be structured is is the first three or four episodes are going to be structured around the fight against uh the white walkers and then it's going to be a fight for king's landing at the end which i'm okay with that structure i mean i'm i'm all here for like i want to know how cersei dies and like how many bodies she takes with her um the big thing there is people think jamie it's jamie yeah it could be i mean i want to see if bran ends up being the night king um I, uh, dude, in general, though, I will say, like, my general take of the show and, like, it's, is what it is. Like, it's been a fun experience. Like, I've had a lot of, like, memorable, like, just, like, of watching certain episodes and, like, getting hyped and just, like, in general since, like, I mean, I don't know about, like, for you, like, I don't remember when you really, but, like, I started watching it week by week after the second season. Um, I was caught up. So you got me on it, you know, PJ and I have roomed together. Yeah. You, you were watching the show and, you know, on from the third season on, which by the way, getting on at the beginning of the third season is probably the absolute best time to get in that show. Yeah. I got into it going into the fourth season, which is also not a bad time to, yeah. to get into the show, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, I was a season late, but. Yeah, but there there are like in seasons one, two, or really seasons one, three, and four. There are these huge, unique moments that just stick in your mind uh, as being these momentous television, yeah, moments, and it's just like it's so so good. So, but it's also like I'm at the point like even this like this is the first time I've actually like truly like rewatched like 
more than a few episodes here or there, like doing like almost through like a, a good chunk of the series. Um, I still like, get some of that same like feeling back of like, and just, but it's more like, oh, I remember when I first watched this, like where I was at and doing that stuff. But like to my general stance on the show, it's like it's already delivered to me like what I need out of a television show. So, however, they're planning to like finish the story like let's finish it and then i'll kind of like look at it overall but like i don't see any situation of like what they would do to in this season that would make me all of a sudden like look back on the last seven seasons and be like oh it's bad like no thanks like leave a bad taste in my mouth i i I agree with that i i they could completely butcher the rest of like every episode from here on out i'm still gonna look at game of thrones and sit and gladly watch the whatever the right in uh, pre cat prequel whatever that looks like i'll gladly watch it and um and i would compare it to which i don't know if you watch this but if anyone that's listening has watched like went through like the loss experience like lost last season not really highly regarded in it and like looking back like uh, not how i thought it was gonna go not there you know, was all the speculation everything like that is like in my mind the worst case scenario of what Thrones is, but then like at the same time like I look back on that, and uh, it was cool. It was still like a fun like memorable experience. Um, stuff so also which uh, Dwayne Wade and Udonis just checked in together. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. Which we have to we have to at least close out on on some of that. Here. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's close out on that because uh, D Wade. His last home game is tonight. This will be the last um, pod you and I do before, uh, because the Pistons won tonight. The Heat are going to be on the outside looking in for the playoffs. So this They're is done. definitely his, his last home, home game and his second to last game. Um, what a fun career and what an interesting player. I still remember. Uh, I remember watching the NCAA tournament when I was still living. <clears throat> at home not even in, I don't think I was in high school yet when when D Wade was at Marquette and playing in the tournament but I remember him no, we I were watching that Marquette team and being like who Dude, we were in middle school. Is yeah, who is that guy? Fifth grade. He is <laughs> He they you know Marquette was like a 10 or 11 seed and they they ended up getting to I think the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 that year and D Wade led them and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, that guy's gonna go be a top five pick. And they went to the final four, yeah. ultra. They lost oh, the they lost the Kirk Heinrich, Kirk uh, Nick Collison, Kansas team. Wow, wow. Well, shout out to you for looking that up or remembering it. But I think a lot uh, of people got to remember that bad. I, well, <laughs> I think that's, you might my, be the, the, that's my bad. I, I did uh, not remember that making the final four. But yeah, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a bummer. You and I. <laughs> The the LeBron D Wade Chris Bosh heat was a fun like that was that was how you're gonna remember the NBA the um, four years that they all played together there and it's a bummer to see him leave. Dude, we have two very different D Wade takes in general. I mean, I will say Dwayne Wade and uh, my view and just in general of Dwayne Wade has been like the most. Uh, probably contradicting and like back and forth thing ever <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie like i love i i loved just like you i loved Dwayne wade marquette like getting introduced to him 
him being drafted by the Heat, I wasn't sure if he was going to be very good. He all of a sudden comes out and it's like one of the best players. Um, I was rooting for the Heat. Uh, well, I was actually kind of conflicted because it is funny with him and Dirk because Dirk I've universally like loved his entire career and like rooted for. In Dwayne Wade though, like I was in on the Heat winning in a way in that 06 finals because of how good he was. Shaq kind of winning out over Kobe. Like, I was there for that. Um, I was definitely Team Shaq in that thing. So I was happy to see Shaq win one without Kobe before Kobe could win one without Shaq. Um, but, like, Dwayne Wade also, like, there's a lot of moments like Dwayne Wade, like, just destroyed the Bulls. Like, there are some of Dwayne Wade's best play, like plays in his career, like, doing shit against the Bulls and, like, messing up the Bulls. Um, obviously, had a season with them and that's great and all but like um was it great <laughs> it was fine it was I don't like, they made the playoffs he got fred a playoff uh series so thanks D- Dwayne wade if only rondo didn't get hurt everyone what could have been um Seriously. no man but like i mean i would say like of the, in the lebron like heat stuff i mean like that first year i said you know i was against it and wanted you know Bulls to beat him, and I clearly saw they couldn't. It, you know, it changed my perspective. But, um, you know, I definitely think like as a lens of like always looking at him as like a, a thing standing in the way. I it I didn't appreciate it as much as I did. I think uh, after they won the after the Heat won the first title, it was like all right, like it it did shift my my view of him. But I mean. Uh, back towards like a positive again, um, because there was, there were definitely those moments where like in that first season two of him kind of, him and LeBron not figuring it out and just in general like their whole thing it just was, uh, it was different. He's now just dropping some threes here. Um, him, uh, one in. his marriage, Gabby Union, uh, big positive in my eyes. Um, big Gabby Union fan here. Um, but I think, like, all the off-the-court stuff with him, though, I always was impressed by. And, like, a lot of that's happened in the last few years. And, like, that's definitely sold me more on him. Like, he, uh, overall, like, I would say, oh like, God. is a is a pretty uh, a pretty good role model. And, like, his men a lot to South Florida in general. Um, and, like, the moments and stuff. Like, I will say, like, Dwayne Wade has done a, a much more, I think, and not this the uh, knock on LeBron in a lot of ways, but it's like Dwayne Wade does has has taken a few moments and stuff. Whether it's like the Trayvon Martin, dude, he's just stroking threes right now. This is awesome. He's I getting know. his Kobe. He's getting his Kobe moment, guys. Um, but whatever the case may be of like certain things, like I always felt like Dwayne Wade's like kind of outside of basketball moments were just like natural, and he just was like. He was driven and just did like the right thing in so many moments, and it wasn't necessarily a situation where like cameras would be on him, but like people just covered it because he was a hugely popular player and stuff. I mean, like there was, I will say, like in general, just like looking at him and like some of his action and stuff. I think he would have done the same thing whether the cameras were on or off, and like. Not to really say like that isn't the case with LeBron in some ways, but it just it feels like maybe with LeBron's like every action LeBron takes is so publicized in his career. Where like Dwayne did do some subtle stuff that now is coming out and like 
you're hearing about now more than I think you did when it was happening, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I My big thing in the moment that the flip kind of switch, the switch kind of flipped for me uh, as far as me thinking D-Wade is like, all right, this guy's like, fuck, top 10, top 5 in the NBA right As now. a player? It's, yeah, is when he, you know, Shaq got traded there and they beat the Mavs in six. And yeah, but... D-Wade averaged 30-plus in that series and really was... He was the primary reason. Like, you know, you're going to get 20 and 10 Shaq that year for the Heat, but he was not in his prime anymore. And that team absolutely waxed the Mavs in games three, oh, four, dude, five, yeah. six. No, po- and then post- I was like, wow, like D-Wade D- is one of those guys that can be the number one guy on, on a championship team. And there are – that's just a, such a short list. Oh, dude, yeah. But, like, yeah, post-06 D-Wade um, – Post so yeah, D-Way was high, but it was like more of that like the year, the two years kind of leading into before LeBron joined. I was like, all right, I just I don't I think this guy still needs like another something, and I I definitely in my eyes like kind of diminished him a little bit more than I should have. I'll like be honest about that. Um, and like he, but he was excellent with the Heat. I mean. Him being able to bring LeBron there and everything is is crazy. Um, Definitely gonna remember him most for his Cavs run. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, like <laughs> in general, though. I mean, like yeah. I mean, he's had an ex- extraordinary career. He's um, definitely gonna be like a a big time. Uh, yeah, he's he's one of the all time greats and and like for our generation, I think for sure. Um, you know, kind of us growing up and stuff. Like he's gonna be one of those guys like a lot of my basketball memories are tied to um no matter what so um it's kind of like yeah but him and Dirk too I mean to say like Dirk was one of my favorite like Dirk and Kevin it was Dirk Kevin Garnett and and uh T-Mac were like my like middle school elementary school like three of the first like kind of guys I remember being like post Jordan like I gave a shit about a lot um and that weren't Bulls players um, so like for Dirk, Dirk retiring, you know, maybe he doesn't. Dua just banking threes though. By the way, this is so funny. Yeah. Um, which is very <laughs> typical of a Dwayne Wade like making buckets, just banking threes. Um, but yeah, like Dirk, if Dirk ends up leaving too, I mean that's a big chunk. Like that's a, I kind of said I like for a while my my hot sports take forever was like I know I'll feel old as a sports fan is like when uh, guys I remember getting drafted start retiring. So like Dwayne like that O three draft class is the first draft I remember like vividly watching every pick Same. of and yeah all that. So it's like for us to be at that. Not that I'm like, oh, I mean, we're we doing all right. But, like, that's, like, where I'm, like, I've now kind of lived a full cycle of a, of a fandom, of, like, just being a sports fan and everything. Um, you know, even with Kobe, it was, like, a little bit, you know, I don't remember Kobe being drafted as much, you know, but it's, like, we've now seen, you've gone through the full cycle of it. But um, We'll, uh, the, this last this last couple minutes here is kind of crazy and stuff, but um, it's uh, it is weird. It's uh, you know, good for him. I think he could probably be playing two, three more seasons. So, um, glad though he's deciding to go out on his own terms. Um, 
And I guess to close, did you watch the Budweiser ad? I did. Did you cry? No, but it was great. Oh, dude, I teared up hard. Teared up so hard. <laughs> Not going to lie. Shut up. I was watching in my cube. I think I sent it to our group chat like right after, but oh, I was tearing up in my cube real bad, man. It was uh, it was really good, and um, the yeah between like the his is is uh, between like the girl from that was like the sister of the Parkland shooting uh, victim and and his mom and uh, those two ones. I was like, damn, they got me. A damn yeah. beer ad got me. I know it, it was it was really cool, um, man. I, can't I mean, again, it was an ad, and like I get the cynical part of it, but it was like it was well done. It hit the strings, and the protagonist is like, it was what it was. Um, little disappointed LeBron didn't show up during it at all. Yeah, it would um, it would have been cool to see like LeBron come to the game tonight too, which I know you like can't do, but yeah, or would not be necessarily a good look. But it's I think cool LeBron would that. get the pass if he did it, but. Dude, Dwayne Wade right now, this game, like this last five minutes, straight up looks like a rec league basketball game of like one dude had his girlfriend show up to the game and then he's trying to impress her. I just love that they're they're giving uh, Gabby, uh, John Legend, and Chrissy so much. Well, Dwayne Wade just fell into Chrissy Teigen and she just had all like a drink spill on him. This Yo. is ridiculous. Yo, let's let's close. We up should here. because we're getting very distracted by this. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, we are. But uh, shouts thank to Chrissy. Shouts to shouts to um, quick shout out to uh, <laughs> yeah two thirds of or two of the top three favorite social media couples being in one building. Just a Which, uh, Kristen you know, Cavalier, Jay Cutler away. I think if Jay Z and Beyonce would have showed up, which yeah. they. Beyond, we want to talk be about Beyonce going to Adidas. We're gonna, we, we'll talk about that at some yeah. point. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. More Thrones, more NBA playoff stuff coming soon. Yeah. Uh, pray for warm weather and no snow for me. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, dude, also we didn't do a, uh, oh, any of the Nipsey stuff since we recorded early that Sunday and all that happened. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Nipsey Hustle. That dude, that sucked. Yep. That was All. shouts to Russ for pulling off a twenty 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 for tribute, and uh, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know if you were a big Nipsey fan, but you know, I mean, I've listened. I'll be honest, like I think a lot of people, um, I was like, oh, like I haven't listened to this guy much. Dude, um, had yeah. heard of him, have listened to him a little bit, and have listened to it a little bit more since that all happened, and it's just like <sighs> very sad obviously a very influential person yeah i mean i started like so i listened to some of like the marathon mixtapes and stuff but then like it was kind of really was a question of like is this dude going to uh like once victory lap came out but it, it did like probably 20 end of 2017 but yeah all like his album came out 18 and like so far like really started yeah follow him a lot more and like a lot of well, just music, but then, like, yeah, you learned more and more about him. But, you know, after this, like, learned even way more than I knew at the time of, like, how, what he was doing and just, like, everything he was about. And I just, like, yeah, it sucks. Devastating, man. And it's, it's like, I'm sad. like, damn, I was, like, later to the party because this dude is, was awesome. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a tragic thing. But, yeah, there was a ton of 
a ton of NBA love for him uh, this last week uh, since pretty his, much across the board. Yeah, and there was like, Warriors did some tributes. I mean, but no one has said a had a bad thing to say about the guy, and that makes it even worse. And it's just like seems senseless and unnecessary. And yeah, dude, it's tragedy. But uh, I wish Russ would have let us all know he was going to do that because I had to watch it like on like the next day after I saw what he did. Whoever I don't know who it was that kind of cut it up. Like, yeah, highlights to to Nipsey afterwards was like really really crazy. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll, we we what an episode today. We'll talk. We'll, we're gonna circle back on the stuff. 